0: Good morning back. Well, we welcome you here. We're excited that you're here this morning. You know, as we were praying in the back, I just have this continued sense, God is moving. God is working. God is moving. God is moving. He is working, not just outside and the things, I know there's chaos going on. He is working even through all that, but he's working right here. He is working right here. He is working right there. In each and every one of us, he is working. He is working. Uh, As the ladies were praying this morning... And we have the slideshow that goes by, and it has different things that are happening. And one of them was, it said Wi-Fi. So, you know, we have Wi-Fi in the sanctuary, you can connect to it. And as they looked up, they saw that, and it says, where I find identity. Amen? Wi-Fi, where I find identity. And man, that just hit me, hit me good, because I see the Wi-Fi signal all the time. And every time we look at our phone and we see up in the top right-hand corner, you see those little bars right there? It's going to remind me, and I hope it reminds you, where I find identity, and it's in him. And it's in him, it's in him, it's in him, and who he is, and who he is. Amen. So you guys could stand with me this morning. We've got a call to worship scripture this morning. It's out of Isaiah 6. We're going to read this together on the count of three, and then we're going to worship like we haven't worshiped in a while. Amen. Can we worship this morning like we haven't worshiped in a while? And that might mean something different for each and every one of you. But I'll tell you what, this morning, I just sense the presence of God. I know we got the communion tables up here, and we usually move them after communion but don't worry about coming up. If you feel like you got to come up this morning after the first song, maybe the second song, during the third song, I don't care. Come up. We'll make space for the communion tables. Just come and do business with him this morning. Amen? Amen. Let's read this together on three. One, two, three. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. Let's worship. Such a sweet spirit today. As we worship him. I really feel like the sense this morning, we just need to stay in this atmosphere. And we're going to take communion together. And honestly, I don't have a whole lot to say right now. So I want to give, give you guys some instructions. There's some people here at the altar. They can stay there if they want. We're going to give you some instructions on grabbing the communion elements. I know this is different. If you want to stay up here in front of the altar and take communion, you can do that. If you want to head back to your seat, you can do that. We're going to just give you instructions to pick it up and go back to your seats or stay up here. We're just going to stay in this atmosphere, this atmosphere of worship. Now you want to give them some instructions on it?
1: Yes, Um, the center aisle is one way to the back. If you are in the back of these two sections, you'll come to the center and head to the back table to pick up your communion elements. It's a double cup system, the crackers in the bottom cup and the juices on top, so you only have to pick up one item. And then you circle back to, to return to your seats. If you're in the side sections or right up front here, you can come to these side aisles, which are one way this way. And you can come up to the table and you can take your communion elements and then circle back to your seats. And then you'll hold on to your elements and we'll all take them together.
0: All right, guys, go grab your elements.
1: This walk with the Lord is about families. As I look out... Lord is just impressing upon me that he has called us to walk through this life together in groups. Alone isn't allowed. You won't make it alone. It's not allowed. And you know, so many people have different reasons for wanting to be alone or thinking they want to be alone. But the word of this morning is I've set you in families. And in families, you must walk through this life. It's not optional. It's not up for discussion or debate. Though he's so loving and so sweet, he'll have the conversation, but he doesn't ever change his mind. Alone is not allowed. And when Jesus walked on this earth, he could have done it alone. He's the only one. The only one who could have, who had the capability. But it's not. He modeled for us. He gathered the 12. He gathered the 70. He gathered the 120. You know, he gathered. And he called us a body. And we can't live without one another. And on the night that he was betrayed... He gathered. He gathered.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have placed us in a family. Thank you that we are a part of your family, first and foremost. And Father, we thank you for sending your Son to do the work on the cross. Thank you that you paid the price. And we thank you that you rose again, defeating death. Washing us clean. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. We had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes let us partake thank you lord I was listen to a song this morning i don't even remember what it was but the lyrics went something like this he said, my sins may be many, but your mercy is more. Amen. My sins may be many, but your mercy is more. His mercy, his grace covers it all. The blood covers it all. And how we can just rejoice in that and be thankful for that. So stand with me. we got one more worship song this morning. We're going to sing together.
1: Father, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need your power. We need your love. We need you, Father, in our schools. We need you in our government. We need you, Father, in our nation. We need you, Father God. We need your Holy Spirit, Father, working and moving in the hearts and the minds of men. Father, salvation For this nation, in Jesus' name, we need a move in our homes, in our families, in our bodies, our minds, our hearts. We need you, Church. Tell him. Tell him what you need. For you have not because you ask not.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: Faithful Father. Faithful Father. Faithful Father. Faithful to forgive. Faithful to provide, protect. Faithful Father. Faithful Father. You are faithful. will we humble ourselves before him will we sit in his presence and talk to him about the things that he already knows but he's waiting church he's waiting for us to open our hearts to him to cry out to him to lift our arms We just want and need to be held by Him. Thank you. Thank you. Faithful Thank you. Father. Faithful Father.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. If anyone here has a need in their life this morning, whatever it might be physical, financial, relational just slip your hand up this morning. saying we need to move I need to move in my life today and I'm tired of trying to do it on my own tired of trying to fix the issue on my own and I'm just raising my hand this morning saying I need you Lord, I need your intervention, I need your wisdom I need your knowledge I need your power to move in my life this morning So, Father, every hand that is raised, Father, we ask you to move now on their behalf. The word this morning is you are working and you are moving. So, Lord, even when we don't see it, we know that you're still working. We trust that you're working. And every situation that's represented by a hand raised, we know that you are moving and you are working in it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. If there is, if any of you has a uh, problem with their hip, an issue with your hip, just slip your hand up. Issue with your hip. Come on, anyone at all? Hips? I see a couple hands. I just want to pray for you guys specifically. I don't know what's something to do with a joint or cartilage rubbing against each other, something along those lines. And we're just gonna pray that right now in Jesus' name that he begins to touch that joint, touch that hip. Father, we just lift these hips up to you now in Jesus' name. Your healing touch, your healing power penetrating their bodies now. Just put whoever it is, just put your hand on your hip right where it hurts. Father, I just thank you that you are moving, you are working, you are creating cartilage that needs created. You're creating ligaments that need created. You are strengthening bones that need strengthened. Where there is arthritis, you are removing it in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for full range of motion for each person with their hand raised. Full range of motion in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
1: Y'all need to just start moving it. Mm, I yeah, just have start, this. Yeah, just, go move you just need to start doing, guys, a little, doing a little, doing a little.
0: You gotta right, just yeah. start moving it, <laughs> praising praising the Lord while you're moving it. Amen. You just gotta start dancing on the grave that once held you down. Gotta or start held you moving down, the, right? those Amen. hips. Hallelujah. I had a psalm this morning I wanted to read as we close out worship here. It goes right along with what we've been talking about. It's no surprise. So Psalm it says a prayer that the Lord will restore favor to the land. Yes. <laughs> Psalm 85. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sins. Selah. You have taken away all your wrath. You have turned from the fierceness of your anger. Restore us, O God. Restore us, O God, of our salvation. And cause your anger toward us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace. He will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Such an important word this morning, guys. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathways. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, you have not given up on the United States of America. And so, Father, we just stand in intercession this morning, lifting up prayers to you for our country. Father, we know your word will play out because your word is always and will never return void, Father. We know it will go forth. We know your judgments will come. But, Father, we ask for mercy on the United States. Father, we ask for a revival again here, or an awakening, Lord. Father, we ask for souls to be saved. Father, as a country, so much of us, we have turned our hearts away from you. We've accepted things that you hate. So, Father, we just come before you this morning. We ask that you would restore our land. We ask that you would rise up the church to take its rightful place. Father, we ask you for mercy and grace. Father, I ask that you lead each and every one of us into the places that you've called us to be. Thank you, Lord. Father, may we obey your voice. May we obey your commands. May we turn from our wicked ways. May we humble ourselves. May we seek your face. And may you restore our land. We thank you, it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let's just stay one more minute here. Just, just, just begin to cry out a prayer for our land, for our country. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Father, we just love you so much. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Father, you are worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. Worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of it all. Father, you are worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your work you are doing this morning Lord we thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen
1: well, sometimes I wonder you know we're a, I know you guys you're a mature congregation right and I wonder I'm just like Lord what is what do, what do, what do people have to repent from when we're walking you know we're walking in his ways and we're seeking him and with our whole heart and I mean he just began to speak to me about you know, George Mueller, and the word to George Mueller was, don't ask anyone for money, but build these ha- these orphan houses. But don't ask anyone for money. I'll provide everything. And that was his, that was the word to him, and he obeyed and did an amazing work. And, I mean, millions of dollars passed through his hands, and he never once did a plea in any way. Right. And I think about, I don't know, I think about Jason Liz Ackerman. Have a lot of kids. <laughs> Just do it. Just don't. I mean, it was very clear from the start. And I mean, we had people in the church even tell us we were being irresponsible in today's day and age. How would we pay for things? Um, Faith people. Well, How are you going to pay for all those weddings? That's not my problem. He didn't tell me to think (laughs) about that. I don't. I'm not. That's the answer. I'm not going to pay for him. He's he's going to pay for him. I I think about different things that he's told people to do and that they've been obedient. And that's where it is, church. That's where it is. What has he been telling you? To, what has he told you to do? And are you open to him? Are you saying, Lord, I'm here. Use me. I'll do whatever you say. And what that looks like is weird. He tells you do things that is weird. I had to go up and pray for a woman in a parking lot with a mask on. Just walk up to her. Lord, I mean, we were just sitting in the cars, like, I have to go pray for that woman. And he's like, do you want me to go with you? I was like, no, that'll be more weird. just go by myself. And I just went up and I said, listen, I love the Lord. And he wanted me to come and pray for you. Would I be able to pray for you? She said, well, I'm an atheist, but I think it's wonderful. If that brings you comfort, you can do that. I said, it does bring me comfort. Thank you. And I mean, she had her mask on and she had like a cane. And I just like, I didn't ask, right? I just like backed up. Here, stand over. Stand here like this. I just was like, thank you. And I walked around and I was just like. Heavenly Father. <laughs> I, like, laid my finger. I didn't ask if I could touch her, but I just did it. But um, I, I said to her, you know, this is going to be weird, and I know that. But I have to ask you if I can pray for you. And... um And I don't, I don't enjoy those. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. He knows. There's no secret. I, I don't enjoy doing weird things. I enjoy being home and reading books and being by myself. (laughs) Um, I don't enjoy that. But I have to be available to him. We have to be available to him. We have to be. If you count yourself as a follower of Christ, you have to do what he says to do when he says to do it. It's OK if it's hard. It's OK if you fight back and forth a little bit with him, so long as you get to obedience pretty quick. is growth? There's a growing process there. But I guess my challenge this morning is when we pray for God to, to move, and I think it's a great prayer. I think it's a great prayer. I'm not afraid to say, God, I need to move. I need to move every minute of every day Amen. in my life, in my city, in my country. Amen. I'm not afraid to pray it. I think it's a great prayer. I need, I need him. But he moves through us. Amen. And so I, I just want to close out worship today knowing and just going forth this week in our times of worship, and our times of prayer, saying, Lord, it's a scary prayer. Use me. Use me. And if you will be faithful to pray that prayer, not a week will go by before he'll use you. And then he'll use you more and more and more when you show yourself faithful to our faithful God. And obedience is love. How do we know that we love him? We obey. And as I'm up here and I'm just praying, well, obedience. Well, I don't drink. I don't swear. Neither of those are true statements up here right now. Um, I don't drink excessively. I don't swear excessively and hardly at all. And when I do, I repent. So, um, you know, but that's how, kind of how we think when we think about obedience. We walk according to the word, you know, but um, obedience really is, are you loving others? When we stand before the Lord, I, 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 I wanted to say I promise you, but I am willing to bet the ranch that the first thing he's going to ask us is, how did you love? How did you love? And, um, how I want to love him. And how do I love him? It's very clear. The word is very clear by obeying his commandments. So church, we want to be the church. I've kind of, I've kind of shied away from that phrase because it got very in fashion through COVID, you know, be the church, be the church. And I'm always slow to, I don't like trendy things. So I'm always like kind of resistant at first, but I'm just going to jump right on trend. We need to be the church. That happens in parking lots. And you become a tool for the Lord. That person is hurting. Pray for them. But I just want to buy my peanut butter and go home. Pray for them. Do it. Do it. Um, I'm going to close. On Pentecost Sunday, if you weren't here, it was a great service. And the Holy Spirit really did move. And um, we were worshiping. And this thing started building up in me to give a tongue out loud. So the the speaking in tongues is just amazing gift from the Lord. Uh prayer language, you know, you should be doing it every day, but doing it publicly is a whole different thing that had never happened to me before, and I'm fighting because that's what I do. Like I'm just like, no, no, you can't possibly want me to do that. <laughs> and um he said you're going to do it and you're not going to have the interpretation. So um when there is a public giving of a tongue there always must be an interpretation otherwise it causes confusion to people who don't understand what's happening and so it's it's sitting right here I'm just like no 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 that's not what you're really saying and I kid you not this is what the holy spirit said to me chris cox lives in florida She's not here. Do it. So you all know who Chris is, right? She was like the resident giver of the tongue, right? She I mean, if ever there was a public giving of a tongue, it was Chris who did it. And as soon as he said that, man, I just opened my mouth and gave it. And the person who came with the interpretation was standing there and felt that rising up. And he was, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 it can't be me that you're telling me to do this. No, 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 but it was. So the Holy Spirit, when we yield to him, he will move in new ways and even more in the days that are coming. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, I know you're going to teach on this, but this is what it, this is what obedience is. It's a yielding to the the Holy Spirit. It's just being obedient on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and Saturday. 24-7, 24-7, we are the church. Amen. We go out, and we are available. We are obedient. And it's by this that people will know him.
0: Amen. Okay, guys, we're going to, uh, we're going to have our time of greeting here. Uh, and so some of the lights will go on. Kids, if you're here. Uh, I see a lot of kids out there today, more than normal. Uh, We do have our sermon bags available and ready for you if you're a first-time guest and you're here. We also have guest bags as well available. So just kids, you can make your way back there and grab your bag, which is pre-K through sixth grade. Everyone else, uh, say hello.
1: All right, church, let's get this party started. (laughs) Just kidding. A couple of announcements. Um, July 19th, I believe that's next Sunday, is the Luciano Group here in the sanctuary. Um, Starting at 6.30, yes, starting at 6.30, and it's a great time of teaching. You are invited to be here, to come um, and just have some great teaching. It's a great time, and at the same time, although starting at 6 because we do food, downstairs in the youth room is youth night. Um, This is, I think, our third one, and it is a good time I mean, the kids are having a, they're not kids, the youth are having a, they are kids, they're having a really good time down there. And um, we have maybe, we've had like five to seven leaders down there, including me and Jason, and we're having a good time. It's just a real good time down there. So if you know a teenager who wants to get connected, um, if you are a teenager, come out and hang out with us. Uh, We have just a time of hangout, then there's worship, there's teaching, and then more hangout, and food. Um, so I do feed the kids dinner. It's usually little sandwiches or pizza, and I always have veggies and dip. Even though at the beginning they said they're never going to eat those veggies and dip. Do you know they will? If you put it on the table, teenage boys will eat anything you put on the table, anything, like anything. Um, so uh, that's at 6. That's from 6 to 8, um, and that's next Sunday. So I encourage you to come out to youth night. Um also, cleaning help for the church. This is the last week I'm going to be announcing it. This is a paying job. Paying, paying, paying. It's a paying job. It's um, three hours after school. I think it's beginning close to the end of August. Um, it's a good little job um, if you are someone who likes to dig in and do a little detail. And I, I'm assuming they can wear headphones. This is what how I would do it. I'm looking at Don. This is how I I mean, I would put headphones on and just be uninterrupted for three hours to do one thing with focus, I'd pay to do that job if I had the time. <laughs> Anywho, um, so that is available. If you're interested or know anyone who's interested, take a little screenshot of the slide and pass it on. Um, contact the church. Uh, finally, if this is your first time, we want to welcome you. I'm happy to have you. Uh, what you can do if this is your first time, if you want more information or you just want to say, hey, I was at your service and I liked it or I didn't like it, you can say whatever whatever you want. Um, but we love to hear from you. You can email at info at ecfchurch.org. Prayer requests, praise reports, testimonies, those go to prayer at ecfchurch.org, and we love to pray. We love to pray for everything um, that is sent in, uh, and we love to hear testimonies and praise reports as well. So go ahead and take advantage of that. And that is all. Pastor Jason.
0: Okay. Uh, forgot to mention that there were buckets up here for the offering uh, during the break. So if you didn't see that or didn't miss, if you missed that, there is a box in the back uh, to the left of the door. Uh, when you walk out, you can put uh, your offering in there. So I have a quick scripture I want to read over offering. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to pray for offering. And then we've got a quick testimony. Make sure that microphone is somewhere close by for me here. We have a quick testimony we want to give uh, after I do the offering here, and we'll pray for that. It's out of Malachi 3, starting in verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Bring the whole 10%, the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be what? Food in my house. That there may be food in my house. You know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on out there, right? A lot of things happening out there, and there'll be this little temptation on the inside of me that says, well, maybe if you know what, maybe I should take that little extra instead of giving it to the church. Maybe I should just go buy some extra groceries. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get it, right? But you know what the Bible is saying, what the Bible is teaching here is the exact opposite. He said, what the Bible is saying, and God's saying, no, no, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, and I will take care of you. I will meet your needs. I will be the one who makes sure that you have food when you need it, and all the different things that we start to think about as we see all the stuff that is occurring out there. It says, and it says, test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Test it. Test it out. Check it out. I mean, we've been, we've been tithing as a family for, you know, since we've been married. And uh, there's been great testimony after testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness. And I know many of you have great testimony of his faithfulness on when we tithe. It says this. And it says, test me, and this says the Lord Host, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it what? Overflows. Come on, church. Overflowing pantries. Right? I mean, doesn't that sound like the blessing of the Lord? Amen. Overflowing pantries. God is a good God. He is a faithful God. He is doing His work. And we're just what He's asking us is to be obedient. That's what we've been talking about this morning. Be obedient to His Word, to what He says to go do, and take action on it. And when we do it, He blesses it. Amen? So let's pray, let's pray over the tithes and offerings today. Father, we just thank You, Lord, for who You are. We thank You, Lord, that You bless our finances Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're man. You're such a good God and you take care of us. And Father, we just search after you. We seek you with our whole hearts in every area of our life, including our finances. Pray a blessing over every gift, every giver this morning. That you will begin to multiply, multiply, multiply. Father, I thank you that we as a church can be a distribution center of the money that comes in to be able to distribute it out to where it's needed and where it can do its work, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So, Rich, you want to come up here? Uh, Rich has a testimony. It's so interesting. I think I heard three testimonies during the break. Three testimonies during the break about being obedient and praying for somebody, being obedient and visiting somebody, being obedient, laying hands on somebody. I, where's Dan? Dan has one, one too. So we're, I'm just going to give one of them today. Rich, go ahead and share your testimony, brother. Cool.
2: Well, I'd just like my lips to give God praise and glory for all things. You know, because my life can go this way or that way, and I just want God to receive all the glory. You know, this my life is that of serving God and following his leading. And this morning I watched Andy and your son, and your son stood there like this. Didn't know which way to go until Dad said... Follow mm-hmm. me, and isn't our heavenly Father the same way? He, we stand like this, wondering when, where to go until God says, "No, I need you to go this way. Amen.
0: I need you Amen. to do this.
2: I, I'm going to open this door for you if you'll only trust me and follow me." Just like His Son, and when He did that, He led the Son sat with Him in the commun- communion. And so, mm-hmm. this this last week, man, has been called me on the phone, I fix motorcycles for extra money. And uh, he's been bugging me on the phone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, I can help you. So finally he gets to a point where he calls me and says, will you come to my home? It's so bad, I just need you to come. Okay, I'll go. So I went, and I helped him solve the problem, very easy, sitting there in the 80-degree, 90-degree weather, <laughs> sweltering. And, and I said to him, I said, mm. if you died today, where would you go? Well, mm. I don't know. Well, I know how to help you know. You're, and he became a child of God. Oh, hallelujah. In that instant. In that instant. Because I didn't really want to go. It was super hot out, man. It was like, I like air conditioning, okay? But I went. And I served him. He said, how much do I you? I said, oh, you don't owe me anything. Because I I got the best part. I got to share Jesus with him. He's defined as a child of God. It was great. It was such a a blessing. So be open. Just be open. God stands here and leads you and guides you as he like Andy, you did with your son, to just lead it and guide him. God does the same with us, and he wants to use us, because he loves you, and he loves the lost so much.
0: Amen, amen, that's good. Give him a hand, give him a hand. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the message you have this morning for us. Father, I just pray that you will just anoint it, Lord, that it will go forth and pierce where it needs to pierce and illuminate where it needs to illuminate. And Father, I just thank you that you are working, you are working, you are working. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, so we're, we're continuing in our series called The Holy Spirit, and we've been walking through, uh, a couple weeks back, and we were walking through some of the gifts of the Spirit, and last week, we were really talking about words, of the gift of the word of wisdom, and the gift of a word of knowledge and discerning of spirits. And uh, let me just... I want to recap just for a minute some of the things we talked about last week. Out of 1 Corinthians 12, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, this is verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be ignorant. And so for us as a church, that's kind of been my call as, as, your, as your pastor to say, you know what? I don't want you to be ignorant of the spiritual gifts. I want you to know what they are when you see them in operation in your life, when you see them moving and working. And then I want you to be able to discern, discern clearly when it is, if somebody else has a word of some kind that you can be able to sort through and sift through that word and discern. Is that word from God, is that word for me, is that word for my life and my family, is that word for us, and last week we walked through a couple of things that I just was encouraging you guys to go do uh, when we hear a word, and so there was a word that was floating around, I'm not going to go through it, but I said the things we have to do when we listen and we hear a word is number one, we have to test it in this way, does it line up with the word of God, does the word line up with the word of God. Does it line up with what others are saying? And when I said others, I was talking about those who are close to you. Those in your circle, those in your family. God confirms words many a times, and he confirms it in our families a lot of times, like we were talking about earlier. And then does that word bring peace, or does it bring panic? Does it bring peace, or does it bring panic? And then I walk through these four Ps, and I'm not going to give them to you, because you have to go listen to last week's message if you want to hear those. But these are the things I was believing and praying that we need to go do as a church, as a family, about some things we have to go do. And go back and listen to those, these four different P's that we have. And so we were talking about these things. And so today, I was so excited. I said was. I actually still am. I was so excited because we were going to move to the power gifts. And I was like, the power gifts are the next kind of grouping in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it is the gifts of, mi- of miracle, miracles, the gifts of healing, and the gift of faith. And I was so fired up. I had this sermon written. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I have an illustration that I'm going to weave all the way through these three gifts and how God's going to manifest these even in these last days. And you're going to run out of here excited and so fired up about what God's going to do and the miracles he's going to go. And i was just like, this is so exciting. I'm so excited. And then Wednesday came. And I was reading my Bible and the Lord was like, eh. Ever hear what an audible call? All right, so in football, in football, this is how this works. So if you're like Tom Brady or a quarterback, you come up to the line of scrimmage and you've got a play that you're gonna run. Right? We're gonna run the power gifts this morning. This is the play in my head. And I got down and all of a sudden it was just like, we're changing the play. We're changing the play. So turn with me to first Peter five. First Peter five. The play got changed. And so it's okay if the play got changed. We'll get to those power gifts. We'll do some run around. We'll get excited. We'll jump up and down talking about gifts of healing and all the things God's going to do. But 1 Peter 5, and I want us to start here in verse 5. And as I was reading this, the Lord just said, this is what I'm doing in my people. This is is what I'm doing in my people. So heed this, listen to this. When we're talking about preparation, there's things that we do, and this is gonna talk about what God is doing through this time in you. Through the Holy Spirit. This is what God is doing in you during this time. You say, there's all this stuff that's happening over here and over there, and I'm not sure what's going on, but God is doing a refining in us. He is doing a strengthening in us. And I'm going to walk through this passage of Scripture and show you exactly what I believe that the Lord is doing for us at this time. It says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. I just threw that one in there for you guys. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yes, all of you be submissive, okay, so that's all of us, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. He resists the proud. Church, listen to this. He's saying he's resisting those who are being prideful. And so I need us as a church to be very, very careful when we're walking around out there, maybe we're not wearing a mask, or somebody else is wearing a mask, and we think, well, because, you know what, I'm not going to walk in fear. So we don't know. You don't know. It is not your job specifically to judge that other person on whether or not they're wearing it. You don't know why they're wearing a mask. And at the same time, you don't know why they're not wearing a mask. So if you're a mask-wearing person, you are not allowed to go up and harass and go after somebody because they don't have a mask on. This is a choice that they're making for specific reasons, and they have to be the one that's going to deal with God on that. And it's why, as a church, I don't have a mask police out there for saying yes or saying no. It is your choice, and you have to decide. Lord, Holy Spirit, show me. And there are times where He may say, put the darn mask on before you go into that store. He might say that, and it doesn't mean you're walking in fear. It doesn't mean that just because, oh my gosh, I had to put a mask on, I think I might be in fear. There are people that are walking around without, without masks on that are actually in fear. Yes. Come on, listen to this. There are people who are actually walking around without masks on with the appearance that they're not walking in fear. Church, humble Humble ourselves. Do not be judge and jury over everybody else's life. Look at your own life. What is God doing in your own life? What is he doing in your own family? God resists the proud, but he gives what? He gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. What's he going to ask us when we get to heaven? How did you love somebody? How did you love them? And a lot of times love is speaking the truth. And God is showing us some things from a judgment perspective in this country right now. He's like, yeah, that's a whole other message. I'm not going to get into that this morning. Sometimes love is doing something that's difficult for somebody else. And we need to speak truth in people's lives. But he's encouraging, God's encouraging us here is to is not to be prideful. It says, therefore, verse 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Humble ourselves and he will exalt us. He will raise us up in that time. We don't have to puff ourselves up. We don't have to rise ourselves up. We don't have to say, well, you know, this is how it's going to be and this is everything that I know, everything that's going to happen. No, he's saying he will exalt us in due time. Verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Church, I got cares right now. I don't know about you. And they try to come on me. I say, you know what? I don't want these cares. And so what do I do with those things? I give them to him. You know, you got these rumors of these things of financial collapse and this and that. We got, you know, I got a lot of kids you start to think like, man, I got, we got, you know, I, 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 and he's he's saying, no, 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 not I, 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 me, 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 we got to be looking to him. He's the one who's going to take care of us. He's the one who is leading us. He's the one who is guiding us. He's the one who will tell you, you know what, you do need to go stock up at the store, so why don't you go and get a few things. He may tell you over here, don't stock up at the store, and what will happen is two months from now, when you need this thing, she's going to show up and say, guess what, I feel like the Lord told me that I need to give you this toothpaste and you'll say dough, Jesus thank you Lord I got toothpaste and you didn't have to worry about it you didn't have to care about it he is leading each and every one of us but you have to be obedient if he says to get the toothpaste then get the toothpaste so I don't have I don't need toothpaste right now but he's going to need it over there and God knows that that he's going to need it later and so you will be able to take the toothpaste over there is this amazing how God works in these times So when we cast our cares onto him, we have to listen to his spirit and be obedient to walk out what he is asking us to go do. Humble ourselves. Toothpaste. I don't know where that came from. I could have picked a lot of things that people need. Toothpaste is an important one. (laughs) Like I could have went TP, toilet paper, but it was just like toothpaste came right to my mind. It's not even written down. Toothpaste. Okay, get your toothpaste. Okay. He loves you. Look at that. He says, cast your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Do you know that he cares for you? Sometimes he gives prophetic words because he cares for you. Sometimes there's warnings out there because he cares for you. Sometimes there are warnings that you shouldn't go just ignore. Like, I don't know, that's not from, the, from God. Test it and see, is it from God? Does he want me to pay attention to that? Because he speak, sometimes he's speaking to you through other people and he wants you to be aware. He wants you to be aware. The next verse. Be sober Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We have an enemy. Most of us here in this church know that. If you didn't know that, we do. It's the devil, Satan. It says he is looking, he's he's walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What did we say earlier? Family. Don't do this alone. Don't be out there alone. If you are alone and you're not connected out there and you feel like you're all by yourself, I'm telling you, the enemy is coming after you. Because that's how he works. He looks for the ones on the outskirts that are not part of the group, that are just floating out there all by themselves, and the enemy comes after and attacks there. I think the challenge we have, though, is that we blame everything on the devil. Come on, guys. We blame, I mean... There is sin in our life, and there's consequences of those sin, and we just start blaming the devil for things that are happening in our lives. And yes, the devil is bad. Yes, he is the author of all the bad things, and God's the author of all good things. But sometimes there are things in our life that God is trying to break, trying to change, trying to mold us, and we are walking in this consequence of this sin, and we keep going, oh, it's the devil, it's the devil. And God's like, no, it's you. Stop doing this thing. Humble yourself. Stop being prideful. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. I mean, sometimes we bring this stuff on ourselves and then we blame the devil. Nah, the devil did it. Okay, are you sure? Maybe that's a consequence of sin in our lives. And we need to look at that and say, why is this occurring in my life? What is happening? What's going on here? You know, God is good. He is a loving God. But a loving parent doesn't allow a child to do whatever they want Whenever they want to do it. Guys, I'm telling you, a a loving parent does not allow children to do whatever they want. Whenever they want to do it. (laughs) Sometimes his corrections are the most loving thing that can happen. Church, sometimes his corrections are the most loving things that can happen as consequences in our lives. Then it says, resist him, meaning the devil, steadfast in faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 10. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, look at this, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Oh, come on. Church, this is the word for us today. To perfect, to establish, to strengthen, and to settle you. When? After we suffered for a little bit. Church, there is some suffering going on right now, whether it be financial or physical or just in fear in general. There's stuff happening, and the Lord is saying, I'm doing a work in you. Come on, can we let him do a work in us through this situation? Through the things that are happening, we have to be intentional to allow him to do a work in us. Look at this. There's so much we can be thankful for here. In verse 10, I think I have it in the New American Standard. Can we put the New American Standard up here? I actually really like the New American Standard. Uh, Hopefully it says it the way I I like it to say. Okay, look at this. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself, God himself, will do what? What? Perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish. And I want to walk through these four words because I believe that is what God's doing. And I have this illustration that happened this week at our home, in our house, that I want to be able to walk through this. The first one is to perfect. Perfect means to complete thoroughly. To complete thoroughly. Actually, the definition was to repair or to adjust. To repair or to adjust. And my first thought was like a chiropractor. Right? I mean, sometimes when we go to the chiropractor, there's some adjustments that need to happen. And those adjustments that are happening are actually for your good. And sometimes like, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Oh, right? And you start going, oh, I don't like when they do the cracking thing or I don't like when they do the popping thing, right? And you have these adjustments that happen. But the intent of the pain, the intent of it is to adjust you or to repair you or to perfect your spine. In the same way, God, sometimes when things come at us in our life, is there to perfect us. It had to show us, hey, look, look where you need to be improved upon in these areas. And God gets to go do the work in that area. I look at this whole thing that's happened since, since March, and I reflect back and say, am I deeper with God now than I was when this first thing started? What has he showed me that I am growing and leading in and understanding more on the other side of this than when it first started? Because guess what? He's got something to show every single one of you. Every one of us should be somewhere further along the line here than when this thing first started. And what happens is when it starts, it's like this eye-opening experience. Like, whoa, I can't believe I reacted that way. Oh, I can't believe I started thinking that way. Oh, I can't. But okay, okay. What we said, this is, was a dress rehearsal. Guys, there is more stuff like this. I don't know what it is that will come our way. And what does a dress rehearsal do? It works out all the kinks, all the things. Ooh, that didn't work out that well. Oh, that didn't go that well. That outfit didn't fit right, right? Or whatever it is. In an actual dress rehearsal that happens usually the night before. And if this experience, in God's time, it doesn't work like in days like always that we think. But if that was a dress rehearsal and that was a night before experience, I'm asking you, what is God showing you that you can learn from this time? About yourself, about your walk with the Lord, about where you're at, so when the next time this thing comes, you can be more steadfast in faith. And your reaction can be in greater love. And when you encounter somebody in the store, and you feel like the Lord says pray, pray for them, you be obedient and go do that. Perfect. To complete thoroughly, to repair or to adjust. And so I'm going to walk through these four, and I have this analogy that I want to use, I hope this works well, is this week we had a tree cut down on our property. So we had a tree cut down, and Bill, where you at, brother? Bill was there with us helping us out. So what we did, so we got the tree out of the way, and we started to prepare the soil for seed. And we had to smooth it out, we had to rake it up, we had to get rid of all the junk, we had to do all this stuff, and then we had to put some seed down. And so this whole thing of perfecting, confirming, strengthening, and establishing, I begin to see this was like, we are like the seed that got laid down on the ground. And you know what, I can tell you something that happened, is that as soon as that seed got laid down, we had to work it into the soil. You understand this, church? You need to work yourself into God's hands. You need to allow him to mold you and to shape you during this time. You need to allow him to say, you know what, Lord, I'm your seed. Use me the way you want to use me. And what interesting happened is then on, I think it was Tuesday night, a storm came in. A storm came in. And I'll tell you what, where we lived in Fairview, I'll tell you, it rained. I mean, it rained. And the only thing I was thinking about was my seed. (laughs) Is it washing away my seed? Is it washing away my seed? And do you know what? The seed that wasn't planted in the ground, that wasn't planted firmly where it needed to be, washed away. And church, I'm telling you, this is what God's telling us right now. Get firmly planted. You're like the seed. Get firmly planted in the word of God. Get firmly planted in a group. Get firmly planted in a church. Because what's happening as the storms keep coming, and it's going to wash you away if you are not planted. If you are not planted, it's going to wash you away. So it's a very serious time. We have to take this very seriously. This perfecting is a process. Do you know that a seed cannot become all it was created to be unless the shell cracks? you understand that? That's great that that seed was planted in the ground. But until that seed has a breaking, has a crushing, and it has to do something that is uncomfortable for itself... Until it does that, it cannot be all that it has been created to be. And I think in this case, what we're going through as Christians, as churchgoers, as whatever, is this is a, we are like a seed and God is breaking some things. He is breaking some things in our life so that we can be all that he has created us to be. We are the seed in his hand. Then it says to confirm. To perfect, than to confirm. To confirm is to turn resolutely in a certain direction. Oh, look at this. But you can't turn resolutely in that direction unless you are planted somewhere solid in the ground. So as he's perfecting us, he is planting us and he's breaking things off of us. And when we do that, what happens is we can be confirmed in the absolute calling of what God has called us to be to turn resolutely in a certain direction and I'm thinking of the seed you know what direction they're going to turn towards when they come up to the sun to the sun the s u n because it's a seed and that's how god created it but can we not as a people in this time as we're firmly planted and as god's perfecting us to confirm our eyes to what the sun to jesus to him our king our lord of lords just like a grass seed. Now everyone's going to look at grass seed totally different, right? You're going to be like, oh my gosh. And the interesting thing about a seed is if I just hand you a bunch of seeds, unless you're a seed expert, you don't know what that seed is. If I didn't tell you what it was, you wouldn't know. But when it breaks, when God does the work, when you are then confirmed and you're looking at God, you begin to blossom and bloom into what God has created you to be. And that's when we begin to see the beauty of God's creation. Amen? Amen? The next one is strengthen. Look at that. So he's perfecting, he's confirming, and he's strengthening. Do you know that God does his work? He strengthens those seeds. He takes care of those plants as they're growing. Just like us, it is doing his work day by day. There's no magic formula for creating strength. You understand that? This is a day-by-day process. That grass, as Don knows, doesn't just pop up overnight to fully beautiful grass. Right? We've been trying to plant grass out here for quite some time. It's just not springing up, and for whatever reason we don't know. But what this is saying is is that he, God does the strengthening. God is strengthening us in this time, in these challenging times. He is showing up. He is moving in our lives. He is working, and He is doing the strengthening. It's day by day by day. When you go work out somewhere, you don't go out and work out one time, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, look at these muscles. Whew, look at that. Bam. What's up? I'm done. I mean, if you did, I don't know who, who can do that, right? But this gaining strength, God has a process for gaining strength, and it's day by day by day by day, and we constantly have to water that seed every single day and nurture that seed every single day, and as it begins to look to the sun and it begins to look to God, it begins to strengthen, amen? And then the last one here is establish. I love this, establish. It means to settle, to lay a foundation. Which means once it's perfected and you are just cracked under the pressure sometimes and then God begins to strengthen you, calling you to who you were created to go be, you then become firmly established in the ground. And that no storm, no wind, no waves are going to take you off the course that God has for you in your life. to establish you. So I've got a question for you guys. How many of you are closer to God now than you were back in January? How many of you are trusting him more now than you were back in February? How many of you are now more resolute in the calling that God has for your life? How many of you are digging into the Bible more now than ever? How many of you are taking the extra time instead of filling it with garbage, filling it with the things of the Lord? Guys, if this was true, and there was a dress rehearsal, and there is something else that will come at us at some point in time, and we don't know when it is, it's not necessarily in November, we don't know when it is, should we not be preparing ourselves? Should we not say, Lord, do this work in me. Do you always perfect me, confirm me, strengthen me, and establish me. That should be our prayer every single day. In fact, I'm asking you to pray that prayer every single day this week. Lord, do a work on the inside of me. Because when the next time comes, I want to be even more prepared than I was the first time. And we laughed about saying, hey, look back and see what wasn't on the shelves. Oh, there was no toilet paper, and I can't find corn. No, how about we look at ourselves and say, How did I react during this time? And now, how can I react in a different way? How can I get strengthened and established in Him and who He is doing a work in us? Worship team, if you want to come back up here. Church, we can trust Him in these times of uncertainty. We can trust Him in these times of uncertainty. I wrote this down, perfection is a working in us of the will of God. (laughs) When we think of the word perfect, we think, well, we have to have everything perfect. No, no. Perfection is a working in us of the will of God. He is working in us. We can trust him in these times. Then verse 11 says this, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look what God's doing for us. He is perfecting us, confirming us, strengthening us, and establishing us. And think of every time you see a seed now, you're going to hopefully you're going to think about this is that we need to be like seeds planted. We need to get firmly rooted in the ground. We need to let God do the work that he needs to do to crack and break us as a seed so we can bloom and to be rooted and to be established. In exactly What he wants us to go do during this time. We're gonna close with a song. I think we're doing worthy of it all again. And I just I'm just encouraging you this morning to come up to the altar. If there is something, a need in your life, we'll have some prayer teams sitting on both sides over here. But if you're saying, Pastor Jason, I you know what? I have squandered this time. I have just not done the things that I know God's been telling me to go do, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Because what this scripture was is that God is doing this work. He's just asking us to be obedient to it. He is doing this work in us. He is perfecting us. He is confirming us. He is strengthening us. He is establishing us. So today I just want you to allow God to do that work in you this morning. You guys stand with me. We're gonna sing this song. Again, prayer teams are going to be up front here. If you just want to come up here and just say, Lord, strengthen me. Lord, establish me. Lord, do your work in me. I encourage you to come up here this morning while we sing this last song. Don't leave here without having a chance to lay it all down at his feet this morning. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our praise. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are perfecting us, confirming us, Strengthening us and establishing us. Thank you for moving and working in our life. Father, we cast our cares onto you. For you care for us. We worship you this morning. We praise you. We glorify you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, please be respectful for those who are up here at the altar. Prayer teams, if you could just have our two prayer teams come over here to either side. If you've got a need in your life, if you want someone to lay hands on you and pray pray agreement with you, you guys can come up here. Uh, These guys will pray for you. I just want to send you off with this benediction out of Philippians 1. It says, In this I pray, that your love may abound still more, and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense, (laughs) without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise be to God. Amen? Amen and amen. You guys are dismissed.